tries to push the bloody hair off her face. The birds are making a racket. Can't compete with that, he says. Sing. He sings until she sleeps. Let's her be. She's got to get her legs under her. It's a long way home. Canada warbler overhead. He imitates its call, then whistles back and forth with a blackbird. The blood scares him. He keeps forgetting how little she is. He touches the wound. It's a nasty gash, pieces of glass above her eye. Needs tweezers, a bandage, maybe stitches. Nose seems to be intact. Her skin is cold. He cups his hands around her face. He'll be beaten for this, even though his father doesn't have the heart or the stomach to beat his kids. A trial and a cross. She'll be teased at school for being clumsy, even though she's anything but. Always a little apart, too serious for other children, too wild for other girls. Except for Megan Alsop, who has no sense when it comes to danger and will do anything to impress him. Strip naked when other girls lift a skirt or pull down their shorts behind the barn. Turning slowly, that sweet little kid body freckles all over her chest. Until her father catches them just about jerks her arm out of its socket as he hustles her inside. They can hear the strap he uses on her bare bottom, counting the blows before they disappear into the woods. Not a sound out of her. Nell moans, wakes, the sun low in the sky. The walk to the lake is long. How can it be so far? Her feet flap flapping like clown's feet. They hardly seem to belong to her. Everything hurts. It's hard to take a deep breath. When she does, something stabs her chest, grips, and lets go. Her head aches. The wound above her eye is on fire. She keeps lagging behind, not realizing, eyes on the ground, until she looks up. Can't see him. Tries to call out, her voice still not working right. Stops twice. Woozy. Feels Billy's impatience the dark falling fast. He waits for her, takes her hand. Almost there, he says. How can he find the way, she wonders. He always knows the way. Tucker's point, finally. The boat hidden in the weeds. She's swaying on her feet as he writes the rowboat, steadies her as she climbs in. She curls up on the life jackets in the stern, watches him row sees for the first time that he's scared. Stars glitter, smudged without her glasses. The lake is a mirror, the wooded shore black and unbroken. The oars grind and splash. He's working hard, breathing hard. The pain fades in and out. She feels absolved and free, content to skim the water with her brother, the earth turning Sun gone, moon rising, the boat rocking, rocking. As if it doesn't matter which way is home or if they will ever get there. February, 1970. The last thing he remembers. Two grunts and a stretcher materializing through a covering shroud of white phosphorus getting crammed into a chopper full of the dead and dying, the medic finally stabbing him with morphine.
He doesn't regain consciousness until the sixth day on the hospital ship. A blessed blankness, while his burned skin peels away from half his upper body, leaving pain in its wake no narcotic can touch. Was it mercy, or a mistake to have hauled him off that mountaintop? He woke fifty miles from shore, in the South China Sea, with the scent of his father in the bed beside him. Cigarette smoke, old spice, the sensation of being held against Jack's chest. Billy had been sure he would die on that ship, prayed for it some days, when the pain stripped him of hope and dignity, his spirit diving into the sea to escape. The lure of water, colder and colder as he descended, becoming a slow, silken creature of the deep. Fins and gills and unblinking eyes.